and overall intermittent fasting isn't damaging to the metabolism that you know of that I know of. No, what's, what's damaging to your metabolism is under eating. Um, so that's why I say it's so important to not use intermittent fasting as a calorie restriction, use intermittent fasting as a tool to reset your body, to help your body repair itself, to give it a rest from digestion. And then during the times that you are eating, fuel your body correctly with the right amount of food Mm -hmm. so that like you're not hurting your metabolism. Your metabolism will work so much better, more efficiently if you're fueling it correctly with whole foods. Welcome to the School of Higher Consciousness. I am your host, Dr. Gina, and in this school, we will be exploring the parts of life we didn't learn in actual school. The stuff that matters, the stuff that helps you heal and live a more dropped in, vulnerable and authentic life. I invite that higher version of you to join me in this podcast as we demystify and normalize truths in our world that often live in the shadow. All right, let's do this. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode on the School of Higher Consciousness. I'm your host, Dr. Gina, and I want to start by thanking each and every one of you for being here with me today. Your support, your listens, your shares really do mean a lot. Today is the last episode in my seven-part gut health series. So if you're interested in learning more about gut health, the basics, some important truths, cell reducing, juicing, SIBO, candida, gut health coaching, it's all in episodes 32 through 37. Today, I'll be sharing a conversation with you that I had with a dear friend of mine, Sarah Izquierdo, who is a health and wellness coach specializing in intermittent fasting. Sarah has been in the corporate world, working with vendors and national brands for over the past decade, but she's always had an itch to do more in the health and wellness field. After her second baby, she began intermittent fasting and focusing on how to truly fuel her body for better health. And it was since she made these improvements that she decided to jump into the coaching field and help other women like herself who want to invest in health and longevity. I know it may seem counterintuitive to include the topic of intermittent fasting in a series on gut health, but the more you start to research intermittent fasting, the more you start to see that the benefits reach far beyond weight loss. So we'll be touching on the gut health benefits in today's episode. And I also wanted to bookend my gut health series with intermittent fasting because, hey, we are at the end of the year. People are usually starting to think about renewing different areas of their lives. So if you are looking for a simple but effective way to boost your gut health while shedding a few stubborn extra pounds, maybe today's episode will motivate you into action in that direction. I know for me, I have always enjoyed the benefits of intermittent fasting. I always feel a boost in my energy and my mood and just overall well-being. But it was ever since I started cell reducing, which I talk about in an earlier episode, that I've never been able to make that full-time restricted eating window because in the morning I have to wake up and cell reduce right away. But I tend to cell reduce and then wait another couple hours before I have a full meal. So I kind of feel like I'm still intermittent fasting. I'd be curious like what the experts would say on that. But yeah, that's just kind of my current situation for all of you curious minds who are not asking at all. 
All right. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Sarah. If you are looking for a health coach, she talks about at the end of the episode how she's starting a new program right at the beginning of the year. So if you resonate with her, check her out on Instagram. I will link all of her information in my show notes. All right. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here with me today. So my goal, I'm sure you already know by now, but is to educate my listeners on a variety of different healing modalities and techniques that can help people grow, heal, and reach higher states of consciousness. And today I'm really excited to talk with you about gut health, but more in particular, your experience when it comes to intermittent fasting, because I know those two can be linked a little bit. So can you share with the audience a little bit about yourself and how you found yourself coaching people on intermittent fasting? Yeah, um, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, it was about about a year ago that I started um, really focusing on changing my lifestyle in terms of health and wellness. I've really considered myself pretty healthy my whole life, really focused on eating whole foods and being healthy and, and working out, but nothing was really changing in terms of my body composition and, and the goals that I had for myself. Um, you know, I've tried every type of diet out there, you know, from low carb, no carb, counting calories, counting macros. I would implemented intermittent fasting before and nothing just was really sticking or working for me in terms of how I was feeling. Um, my energy was really low and I just was looking for something else out there that would be kind of like a total package and overall um, focus on my health and well-being. And I, I came across a program called the Fast Rate of Fat Loss. All these women were really changing their lives and figuring out ways to make their choices in terms of health and wellness a, a lifestyle rather than finding these quick six diets to lose the extra five to 10 pounds. Um, after I had my daughter, I was really struggling with trying to like lose that extra baby weight and just feel like myself again. And um, so I, I decided to, to give it a shot and try out this program, um, which was a six week program. It just changed my total outlook on what it meant to be healthy. So that's kind of, kind of my background there. Once that, once that changed for me, when that mindset shifted is when I was like, I need to teach everybody about this. This is amazing. This program is incredible. There's so many pieces of it, of the puzzle that I was missing. I felt like I was doing all of the right things for my health when in reality, I wasn't. <laughs> and there was just pieces of it that were missing. So that's how I found myself starting to coach with, with the program um, because I just feel like it's super important for women to empower themselves to stop dieting and focusing on that diet culture that we always see and that we've been taught our whole entire lives. Yeah, that's how I, I got to where I am today. Right. That's so relatable, I think, to people in our age group, for sure. My follow-up to that is what do you think was the biggest shift was it the mindset like it kind of feels mm -hmm. like that had a huge piece yep. to it yeah um I think initially when I started the program I went into it like okay I'm gonna lose the weight I want to like look a certain way I want to 
be stronger. Um, I want to have, you know, I want to be down 10 pounds. And it was like, after I started the program and just learned about like how our body works, mm-hmm. how it's so important to fuel our body with whole foods, how um, intermittent fasting can help with like just longevity and your overall energy levels. And once I started to see how I see the changes physically, but then also the energy levels that I gained and whatnot, um, this kind of aha moment happened where like this shift in my mindset changed to being like, I need to stop focusing on this number on the scale and this weight loss and really focus on what I'm doing for my health and well-being. How am I going to gain more energy? How am I going to like start sleeping better? Like, how can I be here longer for my kids? And mm-hmm. like that moment happened to me relatively quickly after I started um, because I just started feeling so good. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just, in the amount of information that I was taught and, and basically changed the way I had to think about my health instead of what we've always been taught our whole lives of like restrict calories, exercise more, that's the way you're going to be healthy. And it was like, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, Once you start fueling your body correctly, your body starts working better for you. Your hormones start balancing. Um, I keep talking about energy, but that is like such a huge piece of it. And that mindset shifted for me, um, really just kind of changed everything. And it, it made this program become a lifestyle for me. Mm-hmm. And intermittent fasting is just a piece of this entire program that you offer. But I'd like to highlight that component for mm-hmm. a lot of the episode. We can definitely touch on all the other pieces because it's hard to just separate one part of the program. So for people who aren't familiar with what intermittent fasting is, how would you describe it? Right. Mm -hmm. And I know there's so many different formats out there. Can you touch on, you know, just what formats there are, what one's better, what one's not as good. So what is intermittent fasting? So I think you're right. I think a lot of people have a a lot of um, misconceptions of what intermittent fasting is. I think a lot of people think of it in terms of restriction and um yeah just calorie restriction in general and that's not what it is it's really an eating schedule so you put limits around the time that you're spent um in a fed state or a time that you're eating during the day and then you put some limits around the time that you're spent not eating and in a fasting state so typically what this involves is extending the duration of a regular overnight fast. So you go to bed at nine or 10 o'clock at night, your body is naturally fasting over that, that time that you're sleeping and resting. Well, what you do is you actually just extend that amount of time either by eliminating having breakfast, or you can eliminate having dinner the night before. The most common protocol is a 16, eight schedule. So you fast for 16 hours and then you eat for eight hours. So what that looks like for me generally is I'll finish dinner usually at like seven. Um, 
And then I will then eat the next day at 11. And that allows me to go 16 hours of fasting. The time that I am eating though, I am making sure that I am fueling my body with the correct amount of calories and macronutrients so that I'm not restricting those calories. It's all about like making sure that you're fueling your body during the times that you're eating. You just want to do it in a shorter amount of time. Mm. Um, What this allows your body to do is really just give it some time to rest. It's super important for our body to to take the time to rest and kind of like heal itself during that time frame. There's also a full day fast, so 24-hour fast, which I usually do once a month. And that's kind of your your total like let's rid our body of a lot of the toxins. And that's kind of where you can really start um, seeing some cellular repair within your body. But I would say, you know, there's a lot of different types of fasting that you can do or or times that you can be in a fasted state. I would say most common is between 12 to 20 hours. Um, And as you continue on, so say like, say you just do a 12 hour fast, which I would say a lot of people don't even do that. A lot of times, you know, we eat dinner and then we might have a snack at nine o'clock before we go to bed. And then we wake up again the next morning and we have coffee with sugar and cream at 7 a.m. So right there, like you're only giving your body digestive rest for like eight to 10 hours, where really we should all try to do at least 12 hours. And that's where you really start seeing some of those benefits of lowering your insulin levels and all sorts of things. But to answer your question, like what are the other types of fasts? You know, people can do longer extended fasts, 36 hours, 72 hours. My main focus and what I teach is just the intermittent fasting, so a 16-8 protocol, um, and then we do a 24-hour fast once a month, and we see significant benefits to your overall health and longevity using those two. Awesome. So I think of myself 10 years ago, and that was at the phase where I was like, I need to have something sweet after dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, was it hard to just kind of stop that nine o'clock snack and you know, for people who are interested, I just kind of think like, oh, that would maybe be the hardest part if they are used Mm -hmm. to that late night snack. Like how long does that take to kind of turn that around? Right. It's a really good question. I think that that is definitely one of the biggest concerns people have. It's that. And then how do I have black coffee? Like I can't go without black coffee. That was my biggest fear. I was like, I am like a cream and sugar coffee girl every day. It's my favorite part of my day. And I was like, how am I going to give that up? Um, My answer is you start slow. So you start, I tell clients that I work with, start slow at 12 hours. Just try 12 hours. Try it for a week. See how that goes. And then you start feeling like, I don't really need that, that coffee with the cream and the sugar. Or I don't need to have that sweet snack at 8 o'clock before I go to bed. Um, when you put limits on it too, of when you're eating, something happens where you just, it's like a, a shutoff point. Like I know after seven o'clock, I'm done eating for the day. Mm-hmm. Like I know it, I'm, I'm done. I've gotten all of my calories, my macronutrients. And it's like not even something that I think about anymore because it's just like 7 p.m. is when the kitchen is mm-hmm. closed. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes actually so much easier than you actually think because you kind of just set yourself up with some parameters. 
I think people generally find that a week or two of, of kind of incorporating some fasting, even if it's like a few days a week, they find that it's like relatively easy. And then because they feel so good from doing it, mm-hmm. it's like, they just can't. They want to keep stop. doing it. They want to keep doing it. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. fast every day then, like you intermittent fast every day with that one day where you do the 24 hour fast. In a- I do. Yes. I, I, I fast every, every day. There are definitely exceptions um, because we all need to live our lives. There's times on the weekends where like I might have a later night and I have a glass of wine the next morning, like my family's going out to brunch and I want to do that. Or I want to like have pancakes with my kids in the morning. Like I, it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing to mm-hmm. get the benefits of intermittent fasting. It's just, I know that I feel better when I do it. Um, but I would say like at minimum, I at least try to do 12 hours. So if it's yeah. like a weekend that I know I want to go to brunch or sure. I know I'm going to be out late or something and I know I'm going to be having a later dinner or something like that, then I just, I don't worry about it. Right. I know that I'm getting the benefits the rest of the week. I would say I try to try to do it 80% of the time during the week. Right. It, yeah. It's like a boundary. You give yourself a boundary, mm-hmm. just like we give yeah. our kids boundaries. And yeah. it's funny because it, what comes up for me is this doctor, actually I had him on earlier in the podcast, Dr. Bob Rakowski, he would always say that we're overfed. So giving ourselves that break to really digest our food. That is really important. And when we're continually just shoving food in our (laughs) faces, like it doesn't give our body that opportunity. So let's kind of go into those benefits. If somebody's like, okay, you know what, Sarah, I want to start intermittent fasting, either it's like with you or just on their own. What's kind of that process of what they'll expect to feel? I think it's good to know if you're going to feel something bad too um, in the process. So if they start this process, what can they expect? Yeah. So I think to start, if you are brand new to fasting and you've never done it, um, that's okay. Most people don't fast. And like I was saying earlier, a lot of us don't even go eight to 10 hours without eating food um, or consuming calories. So our bodies become super used to getting that breakfast, like right away in the morning. I remember like before I started fasting, I was like, there's no way I could skip breakfast. Like I am always hungry as soon as I get up in the morning, like immediately. So when you start fasting, that is something that you might experience. You might experience some hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because your body has been trained that you are going to give it that food, like right away when you wake up, give yourself some time, give yourself a few days, drink a ton of water. You have to train your body to go without food, to increase that amount of time that you're fasting. And it's like a muscle, like you're training your body, how to get better at it, to adapt. And that's, where you get a lot of those benefits is because we're training our body how to adapt to a different situation and scenario. So what happens when you are eating is when you eat food, the food turns into glucose, your insulin rises, and it takes that insulin, takes that glucose from your bloodstream, and it disperses it to all of your cells in your body. At the most simplest level, what that, what those cells use that, that, 
uh, glucose for is energy. So that helps you get through the day. It helps you wake up. It helps you go work out. It helps you do your job. When we're constantly in that fed state, our body is only using that glucose as energy. It doesn't know what to do when it doesn't have it. So when it goes for three to four hours without that glucose, we've trained our bodies to get kind of like hangry and upset because it doesn't have any sort of other fuel source. What happens when you start fasting is we teach our body how to tap into other parts of our body of stored energy that generally becomes fat. So fat is another source of energy that we can use, but most of us don't ever tap into that as a fuel source. And so our bodies just don't even know what to do when they don't have that glucose. But we're training it as we start fasting to tap into that fat store. So over time, when you start fasting more, you won't feel hungry. Like you will not feel hungry after 16 hours of fasting because your body has another fuel source. That's what's so cool about fasting is that like, who doesn't want two sources of, of fuel? So it's super normal when you start fasting to feel hungry, to maybe have a little bit of a headache, but slowly over time, your body adjusts and adapts. So I would say start slow. Like I said, um, maybe start with 12 hours. And if you feel good, then increase it to 13 hours and slowly make your way up to that 16 hour mark. Back to the original question was of, of the benefits of fasting. Inflammation starts to reduce in your body. Um, you'll feel less bloated. Your sleep is going to improve. Um, like I said, your energy levels will increase. And that's because you're, you're tapping into another fuel source and you don't need that food to help you get, get that energy. You have better digestion. You decrease your blood glucose levels. Your hormones improve. Those are just some, some of the main ones that I, I think are super important to touch on. Yeah. When you said that we're training our body to use more sources than just glucose, it reminds me of those battery charged vehicles that also have gas, like the hybrid yeah. vehicles. Uh -huh. So it's like, if we're only using the gas in the vehicle, well, you're never getting the opportunity for the battery to get used either or vice versa, mm -hmm. you know, whatever yeah. one gets used up first. So it's just saying, Hey, let's drain the gas here. And then you tap into the battery again, vice versa. Mm -hmm. I don't know how those cars mm -hmm. actually work, but yeah, I, I like that every day I could hear this types of things and I never get it never gets old to me because it just gives me more motivation to focus on uh, kind of doing the right thing and flexing mm -hmm. our body's potential. Because unless you have the knowledge, you kind of do what your default is. And a lot of our default is just eat because we're hungry. We get the signal inside of our stomach that we're like, mm, we're hungry. But if we can yeah. kind of pattern interrupt that and start to use our consciousness to say, actually, let's do something different here. Um, you're okay. It's okay to be hungry. And I'm going to tap into my glycogen, you know, and then eventually hopefully my fat stores, you know, that yep. could be the cue that you may have to do if you're kind of heady like myself, but just because you're hungry does not mean something's going to happen. If you go without food, I guess, unless you're like type one diabetic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, there's definitely people that, you know, need to be more aware of, of how they're fasting, but I think in general, most people can go at least 12 hours without mm -hmm. eating. Well, and you um, said that you're, you do a 16 hour fast, but you still have coffee within that 
16 hour time mm-hmm. frame. I just wanted to highlight that if people yeah. missed that piece is you are consuming coffee. It's just black coffee with yep. a really little amount of creamer or none at all um, yeah. within that window. So you're still getting your coffee. You just have to yeah. wait a little bit of time before you're actually putting food in your mouth. Food in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I heard about intermittent fasting, I was like, oh, like another way to restrict calories. And I just don't eat breakfast. And I was like, cool, I'll have my coffee with my cream and my sugar thinking I was fasting. And that's not the case. Um, Because like I was explaining that when you, as soon as your, your insulin is required to take that, you know, glucose that you've just consumed and disperse it to your cells for energy, Mm -hmm. you've stopped your fast. Um, right, so you need right. to, it's really important, like, but you can have black coffee, you can have tea. Um, there's some really good, like electrolyte, um, types of waters that don't have any sort of calories. Um, you don't want anything with like, you know, any of those like fake, um, aspartame, uh, types of sugars or things like our sweeteners, but there are some really good ones out there on the market that can really help too with the feelings of hunger, um, electrolytes can really help with that. It's something you have to practice. And Mm -hmm. what's cool about it though, is like, it just, it really does get easier over time. The clients that I'm working with right now, the first week they would all say, yeah, it was a little difficult, but then I gradually increased. And now they're at this point where they're fasting 16 hours a day. And they're also working out on a, in a fasted state too. And they feel great. They're like, I'm blown away that I can go and like lift weights on an empty stomach. That is part of your program where you're incorporating exercise. And is that always on a fasted state where you're exercising? My whole thing is if you get your workout in whenever you can, but you there you see a lot of benefits. If, if your goal is losing some weight and some fat, then it's definitely beneficial to work out in a fasted state. Mm-hmm. Um, you gain some more of those benefits of that fat loss, essentially. Yeah. Sure. So let's move into the gut health conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious what you have found in regards to intermittent fasting and the benefits that the body has kind of from healing the body from the inside out and really addressing proper gut health. Have you found any link between intermittent fasting and gut health? So there's some research out there that is showing that there's definitely benefits on intermittent fasting and healing your gut. Basically, when you're intermittent fasting and you're going without the food, um, it's kind of like hitting the reset button on your gut. So um, fasting can really help improve the intestinal microbiome by decreasing the inflammation that you have in your gut. And it can also help by expanding the number of really good bacteria that's in your gut. I think there's another really important piece of it is that when you're, you're letting your body rest without, without food, you know, there's a lot of like cell renewal and repair that's going on in your body. Um, And then when you're, you're ready to break that fast, what's cool is that when your gut doesn't have anything in it, it's not working. It's kind of like resting and, and resetting itself. You can fuel your body and your gut with really amazing fuel sources like probiotics. I like to try to break my fast with always like a protein or a fat 
But then I'll also add in the kimchi or a kombucha or something that has like a lot of good gut bacteria because you kind of are at a clean slate with your gut Mm -hmm. and you can really help benefit your gut bacteria, the good gut bacteria faster that way. That's really Um, interesting. I I almost feel like you should do a two-week challenge where you just grab one of those really good forms of kimchi and you take a huge spoonful of it to break Mm -hmm. your fast before anything else and then wait 30 Mm -hmm. minutes and then have your meal. because And maybe that's what you're saying you do, but... In my mind, what I see the microbiome doing, like all these little bugs just waiting to be fueled, the first thing it gets is probiotic, like good bacteria. I think that that's a huge benefit that isn't talked about enough. So yeah, thank you Mm -hmm. for bringing that up. It can be so beneficial. And if you're going to like do something in general for your health, like like an intermittent fast or a longer fast, like a 24-hour fast, then why not use fuel to then like just help your body more, you know, like give right. it some of those like good, that good bacteria to help heal your gut even more because the inflammation is already down because of the fasting and your body then just can like receive those nutrients better. It's something that I have been playing around with too, in terms of like everybody in my family has been so sick lately, including myself. And so I've been like tapping into fasting and then like really focusing on, and it sounds disgusting, but I will like literally do a 24 hour fast. And then I will like eat like a bowl of sauerkraut. (laughs) Like sounds so gross, but I'm like, I need to heal my gut because that is directly related with my immune system and like how it functions and how I fight off viruses and infections. Well, and it makes me think that the way that, again, we've kind of been trained to enjoy food as this physical pleasure here on earth uh, about 80% of the time, and then looking at our food, maybe 20% of the time as medicine, I think we need to reverse that ratio and look at our our food as our medicine and our fuel and 20% of the time, see it as this pleasure that we get to indulge in and then you get the benefits of both, but you also are feeling good in life rather than chasing mm-hmm. these symptoms. Right. And the, you had brought up insulin resistance earlier. I just kind of wanted to move into that conversation again, because yeah. in terms of gut health, if you are continually fueling your body and you're, mm-hmm. then your cells that are responsible for absorbing the food, they're getting worn down. And what happens is if they get worn down, the gap junctions in between the cells get larger and allow more particles to pass into the bloodstream than normally should be allowed. And that's what we call more of a leaky gut. And there's a lot of reasons that those cells get worn down. I'm just going to say we're overfeeding ourselves. That's one of the reasons. Otherwise, we have toxins. We're eating just too much food-like substances rather than actual food. And um, if somebody has oils, like all of that. (laughs) Right. Anything that's inflammatory to that particular system too, like all of us operate differently. So, you know, some people could be ingesting things that are um, more poisonous to themselves than other people just simply because of the way their system works. And then that breaks down the cell wall. Well, then if that's happening and then you're on top of it, eating foods that are really high in sugar or more of that sugar is immediately getting into that bloodstream and just 
taxing the system overall. And the cycle not only is this inflammation response, but also an insulin resistant reaction, which I see them to be related. Do you agree? Yes. What you're saying does make sense to me. When you talk about insulin resistance, and and I talked about it a little bit earlier, when you're constantly eating and your insulin level never comes down, it's like your your cells are like your front doorstep at, you know, around holidays. You're constantly getting packages and the packages is your insulin and insulin is, is dropping off packages at your front doorstep. After so many times of these packages, insulin being dropped off at your cells, at your front doorstep, it can't take anymore. It's like, oh my gosh, my front doorstep is full of all these packages and it just can't absorb it anymore. And then your body becomes resistant to insulin, which is such an important hormone in our bodies that it can cause type two diabetes. Like it's all of these factors can happen and and things can happen to your body when, when you become insulin resistant. Um, and when you talk about leaky gut, I mean, it makes sense to me why that would happen if you're becoming insulin resistant. I don't know if they're cousins, but to me, they're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned like when people are ready to break their fast, it uh-huh. is just incredibly important to fuel the body with um, food that's smart because you could be starving, ready to eat. And then all of a sudden you put in like high sugar cereal, like a guarantee that that's just going to feed bad bacteria and just not feel good. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. It's extremely important to break your fast with one whole foods. But in general, I would say I always break my fast with a, um, a really good protein um, because protein helps you build muscle and there's so many benefits of that mm-hmm. um, and, and a really good fat because it just helps you feel fuller longer and it, it just is a really good way to prolong the, your fullness, a feeling of fullness until the next time you eat. We've all kind of learned how to, we think it's super important to eat like six meals a day. And it's like, that is not the case. Like you should be eating a really good, healthy size meal three times a day. Mm-hmm. Like, so that your body, even during the times that you're eating, like that, that eight hour window that you're consuming all of your food, it's good for your body to rest in between those meals so that mm-hmm. your insulin can come down. Yeah. Um, So if someone starts intermittent fasting and then stops and then starts Mm -hmm. again, is is inconsistent. Is that damaging to their metabolism or any other part of their health that you know of? No. That's any any amount of intermittent fasting is beneficial. And overall, intermittent fasting isn't damaging to the metabolism that you know of. That I know of, no. What's what's damaging to your metabolism is under eating. Um, so that's why I say it's so important to not use intermittent fasting as a calorie restriction. Use intermittent fasting as a tool to reset your body, to help your body repair itself, to give it a rest from dige- digestion. And then during the times that you are eating, fuel your body correctly with the right amount of food mm-hmm. so that like, you're not hurting your metabolism. Your metabolism will work so much better, more efficiently if you're fueling it correctly with whole foods. So no, like 
if you want to do intermittent fasting for one day, you will, you will absolutely get benefits from that. Mm-hmm. I think it's more beneficial to do it more often, but like, listen to your body, take a break from fasting, but like any amount of it is going to be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree with that. Is there anyone who shouldn't do intermittent fasting? Yeah. Very good question. Um, I think that everyone can benefit from 12 hours. Even um, pregnant women? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, but again, listen to your body. Like I, I when I was pregnant, there was no way I could go 12 hours without food. Like mm-hmm. I felt nauseous. I needed to eat small meals throughout the day. And that was the only way that I felt better. So absolutely. You need to listen to your body. There are women that have say like PCOS or um, hypothyroidism should not fast long. Um, so I, I say long in terms of like, they might want to stay away from a 24 hour full day fast because um, there's so much inflammation or stress already on, on their bodies that um, fasting is a stressor to your body. It's a good stress for your body. Depending on women how much that stress have, you already have, it exactly. can be kind of setting you over that edge. Yeah, that makes absolutely, sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Um, I tell my clients that have PCOS or hypothyroidism to, I I just don't advise them to do the 24 hour fast. And then we kind of play around with it. We kind of play with like, let's start with just a 14 hour fast and Mm -hmm. extend your eating window to 10 hours instead of eight, um, and see how, how you feel from there. Um, so yeah, there's definitely people that, you know, you kind of have to play with it, um, but I think in general, most people should be able to do at least a 12-hour fast. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Knowing what you know now about treating the gut and healing the body from the inside out with this program that you're using, what do you think the Western medical system can do better to support people who want to experience true health and a healthy life? I know that this kind of extends into a whole different topic, but I think it's really important that we address our health system overall in the fact that we don't have a system that's always promoting health? Mm -hmm. It's a really good question. I think it's something that's, it's tough because I think that there's so many parts of our healthcare system that are wrong. I think that we're constantly just like trying to put band-aids over things when really we need to look internally at what we can do for our overall health. And there's simple things that we all can do, like intermittent fasting. I mean, that's free. Anybody can do it. Like, that's what's what's amazing to me about it. And there's just so many health benefits of it. um, But then the other thing is, like, we really need to shift the mindset of what we're putting in our bodies. Let's focus on whole foods and, and nutrition that nourishes our body and nourishes our hormones so that our body can start functioning the way it's supposed to function. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so many products out there, unfortunately, that are filled with crap, toxins and inflammatory oils that our body doesn't even know how to process them. Mm -hmm. And when you can't do that and your body can't process that, how is it supposed to fight off a simple infection when it's actually just like not functioning right? Right. it's a foreign protein or molecule in the body. Yeah. And the body doesn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I think 
Unfortunately, I mean, and I think, you know, like I said, I mean, I was just on antibiotics because I had, you know, an ear infection. Like there's, you absolutely, we need, we need doctors, we need medicine, Mm -hmm. but like, if we can try to get ahead of it and just heal our bodies from within, um, using simple things like eating whole foods and intermittent fasting and moving our body, um, people are going to start living longer, healthier, happier lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's just like a big misconception of, of what health actually means in this country. Yeah, completely agree. If mm-hmm. you could have a billboard with the most effective piece of advice relating to health, what would that be? <laughs> Assuming that a billboard is actually like reaching a ton of people these days. I don't yeah. know. Right? Yeah our bodies have an amazing ability to heal themselves. If we can fill them with proper nutrition, if we just let our bodies like do their jobs, like they can help heal you from within. I think the other part is like our mindset needs to change to from the focus of of health in terms of being skinny and losing weight to a focus of let's start with healing our bodies from the inside out. And then the most amazing thing happens is that you generally then start losing the weight and become leaner and stronger when you start actually just like caring about your body. Mm. All of those other things that you originally had goals of um, just happen. I can't like emphasize that enough. Like it, Mm. it will happen over time diet culture needs to to stop. Right. And I can see how people would think intermittent fasting is a diet, but it's really not. It's just restricted time eating. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a food schedule. Exactly. And my last question, it, what guidance would you give parents who are trying to raise children more in alignment with their highest self is what I typically say, but today we'll say their healthiest self. Mm-hmm. I love this question. And I feel like I'm a broken record, but we need to stop this diet culture mentality. Mm-hmm. We need to stop focusing as parents on what's gonna, what's that next fad diet that we're going to do for 30 days and we're going to restrict ourselves. We need to shift our focus in how we can be a culture of well-being and prioritize our health so that we can be there for our kids, not just like physically, but like be there for our kids to be examples for them mm-hmm. of what it means to eat healthy. I also want to say, like, I think it's super overwhelming for a lot of parents and people in general um, of like, how do you even start? And like eating healthy seems so overwhelming and it takes so much time and it really just doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, our culture is like all about convenience and quick and fast and, it's all good until you look at what the ingredients are of the chicken tenders that you bought at, you know, Target that are filled with all these additives and fillers when like, my kids love chicken tenders, but we just make them at home. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like modeling the lifestyle that you want them to not have to think about because when it's modeled, Mm -hmm. it becomes automatic for them. Mm -hmm. And I like that you're a broken record because it does matter. And normally I'm a broken record on this type of stuff too. So just hearing it from other people just emphasizes the importance of it. Yeah. So 
I know that you offer a lot more than intermittent fasting. So this is just a little bit of your program. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit more about your program for anyone who resonates with you and is interested in working with you? Yeah. The program that I work with that I coach um, through is called the Faster Way to Fat Loss. And it's a digital health and fitness program. And our main focus is really to improve your health from the inside out and help rid people of disease and help them to live a longer, healthier, and more energized life. So there's some main principles that we focus on, which is intermittent fasting, whole food nutrition, strength training, and then last but not least, mindset. So we like really focus a lot on like changing our mindset to our overall like health and well-being. I offer a six-week program where we slowly incorporate how you can um, utilize these principles that become part of your daily life. Mm-hmm. And I teach you through one-on-one coaching over the six-week program of how you can make this a lifestyle and teach you this as a lifestyle so that you can stop dieting and really start to see improvements to your overall health and um, just your well-being in general. So, Awesome. Are you taking on any new clients? Yeah. So um, my next round will start on the 2nd of January. Um, So coming up here really soon, when you sign up, like I said, you get one-on-one coaching. You'll get access to the Faster Way to Fat Loss app where you get daily workouts from our head trainers. You get meal plans if you want, just to make it simplified, but you don't have to use the meal plans. There's no shakes or anything like that involved. It's all just eating whole foods. You can incorporate it to use with your family, but you, you sign up and, and you'll be a part of like a group of other women that are like-minded that are all trying to generally have the same goals. So you really get this great sense of community and um, accountability from everyone in the group, kind of cheering each other on about, you know, learning these principles. So, yeah. Awesome. So now I'm brainstorming and I'm thinking it would be super fun because we're both local. We live in the same city. I think it'd be really fun for us to get together and offer a retreat, like maybe a weekend retreat for women and almost jumpstart the initial three days of a program like this, like where we intermittent fast together and just kind of, cause that beginning process can be so hard. I think that'd be fun. We should definitely brainstorm about that. I love that idea. That'd be awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with me today, Sarah. If there's anything that you want to share with the listeners outside of what we talked about, email me and I'll make sure to get it into the show notes. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, I'm so glad you got to hear from Sarah today. She's genuinely dedicated to helping her clients, which is always my number one factor if you're looking to hire a coach. And I am this close to jumping into one of her programs. For me, it's the workout piece. I kind of understand this intermittent fasting thing, but with the celery juice I'm doing, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do a full 16-hour fast, but I definitely recommend it for people who don't want to do something like celery juice. I just haven't been moving my body much since I had my son, and I could definitely use a daily workout delivered to my email. But everyone is where they're at, so if it's intermittent fasting for you, or if you're drawn to the workouts, or maybe it's the community, either way, it sounds like a pretty solid system overall. 
And I know hands down, Sarah isn't one to just jump into any fad. So I trust that this is a solid program and you get a pretty solid coach along with it. All right. So for today's parenting takeaways, we need to stop focusing on diet culture. We need to focus on health and well-being. I really love how she emphasizes that and the importance of modeling a healthy lifestyle for our kids, because it is true. What we model will become their normal. They won't have to undo and relearn things the way we are in this generation. Well, I guess it depends on who's listening, but you get my drift. All right, that's it for today. Share this episode with your friends who are curious about intermittent fasting and check out Sarah's Instagram page for more resources. Have a great day and we'll talk with you next week. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope the School of Higher Consciousness helps fan that flame inside, bringing you closer in alignment to self. If you enjoyed this podcast or got you thinking a little differently, I would love if you reviewed the podcast or shared it with a friend. Any support helps right now as I journey into this newfound platform of podcasting and obviously giving it a five stars. I wish you ease and joy as you move through your day. 